Hello, this is Robert Rick over at Body Learning, and my guest today is Joanne Widner, an Alexander Technique teacher who lives near Richmond, Virginia. And what's of particular interest uh, for this podcast uh, is that before she became a teacher, she worked for many years as a registered nurse and exercise physiologist. And we're going to talk today about um, the topic is, we had a conversation earlier on, is the Alexander Technique really good for everything? And we're going to talk now a little bit about the implications for how you promote the Alexander Technique on your website, for example. Um, uh, Joanne, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Thank Hi. You. Good to talk to you again. You and I wonder if you could quickly go through what you did in our previous uh, interview about uh, when you were teaching nurses. Because you right. are a registered nurse yourself, and you were, you were teaching nurses in how to evaluate uh, basically medical claims, right? Uh, right, health, health claims. Health claims, yeah. Um, particularly on the Internet, because um, nurses get a lot of questions from patients about, you know, is this herb good for me? Um, should I do some yoga? Whatever. Or they may have something that a nurse has never heard of, and mm-hmm. they say, well, here's the website. So mm-hmm. how do you effectively evaluate a website um, for credibility? Mm-hmm. And the thing, well, just go through quickly that what you were told to watch out for. Okay. Well, there, there are several things to look out for, but the very first one is known as the snake oil ploy. Mm-hmm. And that is, does this product or does this uh, service claim to treat a whole ver- variety of things? Right, right. And and one, quite correctly, should be suspicious of claims like that, right? Right. And it's right. not just, uh, I, I, I imagine it's not just nurses who are, uh, who are either taught that or taught, taught to think that way or just think that way. But, of course, doctors, uh, I'm sure it's the same sort of thing there too, right? They... So a patient comes in and says, what do you think about this thing that they haven't heard of? And the first thing they're going to probably do is go to the web and look it up, right? Yeah. Very yeah. likely. And they, they would do some research. Do um, some. I mean, sometimes they're so busy, they just say, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> they might just say that. Right. <laughs> and they leave it at that. Right. But right. Um, if they get a lot of questions, you know, again and again, should I do yoga, for example, they're probably going to look into that. Or if it's that popular, they're starting to be some uh, clinical trials and they're starting to open up their medical journals and see, ah, you know, yoga is mm-hmm. is uh, being good for back pain or whatever. Right. Uh, and then it will they'll feel more confident in saying, oh, yeah, I think that would be good. But so, but for example, if a doctor or a nurse... Uh, is doing that kind of research, and the first place they come is a website that is not does isn't specifically the result of uh, doesn't specifically cover clinical trials, but just talks about the thing, whatever it is. In this case, the Alexander technique. Um, what are some things that a teacher who's putting you know putting themselves out there on the web which i certainly recommend all teachers do 
kind of ad nauseum been recommending that for years. <laughs> um, what does that suggest, though, in terms of content of your site when it comes to conditions like back pain, neck pain, um, breathing issues, whatever? Um, what does that suggest in terms of how we should word things and talk about things? Well, I think you want to um, lay it out in, in kind of a general terms that Alexander has been shown to be helpful with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, give a reasoned explanation as to why that is, how that works. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a research study, which we do, we have a very good one we in the excellent case one. of back yeah. pain, mm-hmm. be sure and cite that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, and um, but I would think also just apart from back pain, other kinds of conditions, uh, there's a certain level of caution that we need, I think, to uh, approach approach that with. We can say, for example, it, it's helped people with that, but we I think it would be very um, important not to talk in ever in terms of cures or even diagnosing uh, conditions because that's not really what most of us are qualified to do. Exactly. And and to, you know, always refer to ourselves as teachers. As teachers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And, and, you know, I had a student recently that uh, came to me for back pain and um, I worked with her and, and she was an older woman, but she had beautiful use. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really couldn't see anything that she was doing mm-hmm. that was causing her pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I always ask my students when they first come to me, have you seen a doctor? And if mm-hmm. they haven't, I encourage them to go. And I, in this instance, I said, you need to go back to your doctor because I'm not really seeing anything in how you are using your body that is causing this pain. Mm-hmm. And, and it turned out she had cancer. Yeah, and that's something yeah. I think we really need to be alert to, that even something like back pain where there's these good study and so on, not all back pain is due to things that we can help with. That's right. We have to be very, very cautious and, and careful about that, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure you've had students, say, with back pain or stiff shoulders or restricted breathing or awkward movement patterns that you, you they come into your studio and it, it seems pretty obvious that they're misusing themselves in ways that could very likely cause the conditions they're talking about right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think it's fair to even say that to them in a way or not, maybe not you know to say, well, I, you know, I observe this and I observe that. But again, I would be really careful about saying that these lessons are, in fact, going to fix the problem for right. sure. Yeah, I think we have to be extremely careful about that. And to be really, if we're going to really be honest with ourselves, and I think the history of the technique... Um, F. Matthias Alexander himself was not always all that cautious in his 
early writings. And he actually, I believe he talked in terms of cures uh, for all sorts of conditions in some of his earlier books. I think uh-huh. he moved away from that. But, but um, we, we've, I just think we really need to err on the side of caution when someone calls us and says, you know, I got this problem, can the technique help? I mean, that's the kind of question we get all the time, right? I just just before mm-hmm. this interview, I just got an email from someone who says, I'm, I'm about to have back surgery. Do you think the Alexander technique could help? You know, and that's mm-hmm. a tricky, tricky question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, and I, I think, you know, a response to that is, well, it, it depends on what is causing your pain. Exactly. And, 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 and I, I can't yeah. diagnose you. I can uh, evaluate your movement habits mm-hmm. and, uh, and we can explore this, but I, I, I can't tell you definitively. Hello? Yes. Oh, you see, you, you, uh, that was, that was oh there was a period after definitively. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think the other thing that we probably, it probably is, uh, I, I have a colleague who's a, a physical therapist, and um, one of the points that he's also an Alexander teacher, and he's, he's pointed out that, um, you know, there are people with terrible use who don't have back pain. And there are people with excellent use and who don't have cancer um, who who do, uh-huh. and it's not a, it's not a one to one correlation. I think that's something we have to be pretty cautious about uh, making bearing in mind and making clear. Um, is there anything else like in terms of how you present the technique, say on the first page of a of a website? I, I agree with you that it would certainly be useful to bring in at least that British Medical Journal study, and there are some there are some other studies, but they're not on as large a scale as that. Right. Um, right. But and, and you know, if you want to keep your website very brief, you can always link to uh, AMSAT's website, mm-hmm. which has a nice summary page of all the clinical trials that have mm-hmm. been conducted thus far. I don't know if it's all of them, but it, it's the prominent ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, there. The, you can direct people to what's available in the, in the medical and scientific literature, for sure. Right. And, yeah. I, I would definitely have on the first page, uh, if you're a member of AMSAT, um, to put that in there, and mm-hmm. so that people know that Alexander teachers do have a national society, mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, someone cannot teach unless they are a certified teacher, and what that certification involves. So that we know we have, um, they know we have a degree of education behind us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't hurt to mention that the training to be a teacher is a, a three-year process right Uh it's not uh something you take a couple of weekend uh, courses in to right right and that we now require continuing education too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah and any other credentials that someone has i I know sometimes uh students will call me and and they feel more comfortable with 
me as a teacher as their first try at the Alexander Technique because I do have my background in nursing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. That has credibility for them. Uh, other people wouldn't feel that way. <laughs> right. So it, it just right. depends on, on the target audience, I suppose. Right. And um, is there anything else you want to say on this this general topic, how we present ourselves to the public or, and and how we present ourselves to medical professionals too? Anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? Uh, I think probably the most important thing is uh, having links to the medical research mm-hmm. showing the effectiveness of the mm-hmm. Alexander Technique. Right. And... Um, it's also good if you have uh, who wrote your website. I think a lot of teachers write their own websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who wrote the material and uh, when it was wrote, written, when mm-hmm. it was last updated, mm-hmm. uh, so that people know that it's current. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, and I think just generally the putting out the idea that we are, we're, we're teaching you a skill that has can have can have far reaching implications but that we can't specify exactly what they're all going to be because it's going to be different for from one person to another right that i think we can say you know with a degree of confidence that the alexander technique um has been demonstrated to be helpful with Mm-hmm. relief of back pain with stress management, effective stress management, and with improving the quality of movement, posture, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. performance, whether it's athletic or in the performing arts. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certainly a, a, a lot of anecdotal evidence of that. I I suppose improving performance in the performing arts, I... I don't know how much actual research there is on that, but there, I think there, there actually some. is I think a there study. Is some. Yeah. yeah, there was a study done that showed that Alexander technique was as effective as using a beta blocker medication mm-hmm. uh, to calm nerves. Oh, okay. During a performance. Right. right. Yeah. So, so there is research for that. Right. Yeah, and and you know one thing we. We do run into with um, physicians as a group, you know, they, they definitely like to see that medical research. Um, but they also have actually a higher level of uh, a higher standard beyond that mm-hmm. in that ideally what they want to see is a body of evidence. And so while it's always good to have one study, if you have two, that's that much better mm-hmm. if you have sufficient studies that you can do what they call a meta-analysis, mm-hmm. then that's what they really look for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Alexander Technique is, is kind of unique. I mean, it's hard to meet that standard in that we're not a drug. <laughs> right. And uh, We don't have to get FDA approval. for Right. We're for, an educational yeah. process with yeah. health benefits that's been around for a long time. Right. And so it's almost like we're out there, we have a good reputation, we're in a lot of universities, which mm-hmm. speaks well for us. Um, but then people have come along and done the research um, mm-hmm. to to back up the claims. 
And so it, it's a little different um, character to what we do. And so it's almost kind of hard to fit it into this box mm-hmm. that uh, scientists look at. Right. I think also um, it, it, it's interesting to look at the um, research that's been done by a, an American neuroscientist in England whose name I can't pronounce, um, Maybe you familiar with it? He's oh, it, it's an Italian name. It has it's an Italian yeah. name, Ginzel de C. It's on my, it's uh, on my website. There, it's listed among all all the medical and scientific stuff. We'll I mean, call him Doctor C. Doctor, he's a he uh, he's a PhD Doctor C. Okay. And uh, he um, what he's been interested in doing is measuring the effects of the technique on on postural tone and the thing that makes that work really stand out for me is that all everything else pretty much everything else with one other exception uh even the back pain study is based on people's reporting of what they felt what they noticed right whereas his studies are all uh, actual measurements of a real phenomenon, which until recently hasn't really been hasn't been possible to measure. Uh, but there's this amazing device that was developed at um, University of Oregon originally, which enables you to actually measure postural tone. And he's done a whole series of studies. I think there. Are, at least seven or eight now. They're kind of like coming out all the time. He's working at a very prestigious place, University of London, uh, and uh, in a in a, a a very prestigious uh, lab there. So it's high quality research, and he's been consistently showing that the Alexander technique can affect this very real and measurable phenomenon in a in a useful way. And I think they they I think I th- I think Alexander teachers have been slow to latch on to that because it really it's it's to me it's very powerful research. Yeah, I think so. And I and I, and that is the type of study that carries a lot of weight among yeah. Yeah. physicians and physiologists. And uh yeah, regulation of um, dynamic regulation of postural tone, uh, which means improved performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Terms. It's but he. It, it's a way of measuring. It's a way of of measuring something in a very precise way. Yes. Um, that's that's the beauty of it. Yes. And um, yeah. Research. So, anything else you want to mention before we come to an end? Um. I don't think so. I think we've pretty well covered it. Okay. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, Alexander teachers, myself included, have some testimonials on their page. And uh, I think those are useful. I think people like to read those. Um, but they are considered kind of the lowest level of uh, scientific evidence. Right. But so, for the casual, uh, the casual visitor, they can carry a fair amount of weight. That's right. I think they're worth putting on they're there. They're definitely um, worth. But I'd also put in those links to uh, the medical or scientific research. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, 
And if you're if you're uh, an Alexander teacher and you have some additional thoughts on this topic and um, you enough for a, a second interview, let me know because I I don't see you know I think this is a bit of an open-ended question. How do how do we how do we address these issues in terms of of publicity? Um, my my guest today has been Joanne Widner, an Alexander Technique teacher who lives near Richmond, Virginia, and she has for many years also worked as a registered nurse and exercise physiologist. Uh, Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Robert. It's always good to talk with you. <laughs> 